Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On this episode of The Booze Hustle, I talked to Mark DeVere. Where do I start introducing a man that really, truly needs no introduction? Uh, in the wine and spirits industry, Mark is pretty much a legend. He is a master of wine, uh, which is one of the top qualifications for wine in the world that encompasses everything, really, from making wine to understanding uh, the technical aspects to tasting, um, just, you know, fully all-encompassing expert on all things wine-related. Uh, Mark grew up in Oxford, England, fell in love with wine, and has worked in this business for almost 30 years. Uh, today, he calls Napa Valley his home, where he got a start working for Robert Mondavi. And he continues to work for RMW today and as uh, the director of education for Constellation Brands, which is a really big job. He's truly one of my favorite people to share a glass of wine with. Uh, and I'm so grateful that he humored me enough to do this podcast. I really hope you enjoy listening to him as much as I enjoy spending time with him. It's a beautiful day for scrolling. I, it's a, it is a good stroll day. The humidity is gone. I, I really appreciate you walking 20 minutes through Boston because you couldn't get a uh, Uber to get here. So thank you. My pleasure. So this is really special. Tell me special. when we go live. We, we are. We're just. We're live this, now. This is how we do it. Cool. We're we're uh, we're we're not profesh, but we're fun. Um, so Mark ha- has not listened to this podcast. Clearly, uh, if he had, he'd realize that um, I'm a rodeo clown uh, that talks about booze with people who know more than I do, and that's and that's the uh, that's the vibe. Um, I will say this is very special, so the listeners know what's going on here. Um, we're recording in person which is very fancy. Uh, normally I record over Zoom because I live in the woods in Connecticut. Uh, and most people that I interview live in far off places. So this is actually really special doing a in-person interview, like locking eyes with you. In the Harbourfront Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. In the, in the Harbourfront Studios. We are on the ninth floor of the Hyatt Seaport, which is probably the fanciest hotel, like hangout I've ever stayed in, Right. I don't know where you've stayed, Kristen. <laughs> this is true. But I mean, you travel a lot, right? And this is a beautiful looking hotel. Yeah. yeah this it looks is, gorgeous. I mean, we get, I think I get like travel hotel fatigue. So this is really nice. Um, it's a nice, I, I, I got upgraded to a suite. Uh, I don't know. They thought maybe I was more important. So I'm going to take a sip of wine. Cheers first. Let's Cheers. Let's cheers. Mm. Yum. All right. What are we drinking? It tastes like Pinot Noir to me. It is Pinot Noir. Excellent. Do you want to tell the listeners what we're drinking? Well, it's Pinot Noir from Carneros. It's from Robert Mondavi Winery. Mm. Are we allowed to talk about this? Mm-hmm. Excellent. 
Yep, we can talk about where you work and all the things you do. I just uh, remain in a shroud of mystery for our listeners. I see. Okay. <laughs> Understood. Um, so Mark, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to say, was generous enough with his time to come to Boston to do a wine event with me today, which you did a tremendous job, by the way. Thank you very much. Normally, it, the pressure's on me to kind of stand up and articulate, uh, you know, certain things about wines, but I had Mark to do it today. Um, Mark is a master of wine, which what other jobs do you get a title like that? <laughs> like I'm a master plumber. <laughs> what other industry do we give each other, give names like that? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a master but, sushi roller? Well, I'm sure there are master <laughs> chefs and master, master sh- sushi, master sushi chefs. <laughs> We just found like the biggest tongue twister. Master Sushi Chef. Oh my God, I can't even fucking do it. Master Sushi Chef. Fuck. <laughs> I swear to God, we've only drank like one sip of wine and this has already devolved. I know. Um, but at yeah. Least I, at least I'm not a, a pheasant plucker. Pheasant plucker. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's son. And I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. Oh my God. Mark, have you studied acting? No. Are you sure? <laughs> that sounds like one of those like acting exercises that they make you do to like open up your uh, your mouth. So let's talk about what a master of wine is first, because a lot of our listeners are not in our industry. Well, a master of wine can be many things, but the name, as it were, comes from just passing an exam. Basically, it's a sort of qualification which is regarded as one of the top qualifications in the world of wine, covers everything from understanding the global issues of the wine trade, starting with growing grapes and the issues of growing grapes for different types of wine, different qualities of wine, different styles of wine in so many different growing places around the world and then all the issues of making wine and making different types of wine and different qualities of wine and different visions of wine from a technical and artistic point of view and then quality control and packaging and uh, options for uh, putting wine into bottles (laughs) screw cap cork uh, every kind of packaging imaginable and then the commercialization and marketing of wine and social issues and legal issues and health issues and political issues and all sorts of issues of wine so in many ways everything from before the vineyard is planted uh, after the wine is in the glass or in the consumer's mouth and then Mm -hmm. there's a a whole tasting component too where over three days you're uh, offered 12 wines a day, so 36 wines, and asked questions about them, which might be where they're from or how they're made or how good they are. And it's really uh, assessing, again, like just the, the, do you understand what's going on in the flavor world of wine? Right. So it's an easy test to pass, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's not easy. That no. That would be unfair. So I wonder, past it to say um, it easy. I have friends that are studying for that exam or, or even like a master SOM exams. Do they, um, once you have your certification, do you have to keep up with it? Do you have to like test every few years? Does it like expire or like once you got it, that's it? Once you got it, that's basically it. There's no retesting. It's a 
bit like a university degree, I suppose, oh, okay. but with one yeah. important difference or qualification that technically for the, the Institute of Masters of Wine, which is a, a, a member's organization, when you pass the Master of Wine exam, the right to use the title Master of Wine technically comes not from passing the exam, but from joining the Institute of Masters of Wine. And so they do have a code of conduct, mm. which bottom line is don't do anything that would bring the wine trade into disrepute. Mm. And we do have to pay annual membership fees. But so long as you mm. abide by those two conditions, you can keep using the title Master of Wine for the rest of your life. That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, where did you start? Um, let's go way back. And I know you've been doing what you do now in the wine world for quite some time. But what did you originally, well, first of all, where are you from? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Oxford in England. Oh, it's thus the fancy accent. Well, thank you very much. I can tell it's not a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not pretending to be British. <laughs> Uh, Mark and I were talking earlier about somebody who I believe pretends that they're British. They pull kind of like a Madonna thing. <laughs> so uh, Oxford, great. What did you study in school? I studied history, technically. Cool. Although I think I maybe learned more useful stuff about wine. <laughs> so did you minor in drinking? Or <laughs> well, I was... Uh, it was a dual major, let's say. Okay. Yeah, I minored in, in uh, marijuana. Ah. Mm -hmm. The first time I went to college. Uh, mm -hmm. And then uh, it became my major pretty quickly. And then uh, I stopped going to college. Mm. But then I went back and ah. I excelled. Excellent. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I had to leave the marijuana off my uh, education study program, oh. though. Mm. Didn't help out. Mm. Um, but uh, so how did you get into the wine business? Well, when... I graduated with a degree in history. There weren't many jobs for historians, but fortunately I did know something about wine. So I started working in the local wine shop and I thought I would do that until I got a real job. Mm. And here I am 30 years later and I guess I still haven't got a real job. <laughs> yeah, our jobs aren't real at all. <laughs> no, they feel real. They feel very real. Definitely. What wine shop was it? It was a shop in England called Oddbins. There were, okay. there were there were quite a few of them. It was a, a chain, I suppose, not a huge chain, maybe 200 shops, but they were known for being pioneering and groundbreaking and fun. It was one of the first wine specialist retailers where they focused on quality, but tried not to be sort of stuffy about it and mm -hmm. tried to make it accessible and yep. encouraged a, a culture amongst the people working there to learn and to enjoy wine and to be able to explain wine, to learn about the wines we sold, but to learn, learn beyond that too. I love places like that. Those are yeah. my favorite kinds of wine shops. Uh, you know, the people who actually can talk about the things that they're selling. Yeah. <laughs> so that's continued me down the the slope or up the ramp of learning more about wine. That's great. So um, what do you do now? What's your role? I work as, uh, I, I work for Aspira, which is the fine wine and craft spirits division of Constellation Brands. And I work as uh, training for fine wine and brand ambassador. Well, first of all, how do you like being an educator? Well, I love inspiring people to enjoy wine and helping people learn to engage and interact with wines mm -hmm. in a richer, more engaging, more fulfilling way. Yeah. Well, obviously there's been some big changes, um, Constellation specifically, um, over the years. Um, 
considering the changes that they've made to be more, you know, they sold a lot of their lower end brands, they're leaning more towards fine wine in their portfolio. Um, what was it like for you before, though, at Constellation being an educator and very fine wine specific? Like, how did you navigate that previously? Well, I've always tried to focus on the fine wines, as I point out. It's my, my, my value comes where I can help people understand exactly where the wines come from, where the grapes mm. are grown, how the wines are made, what the artistic vision is. And that's much more relevant in the, in the more fine wine end of any wine portfolio. Mm-hmm. Are there any major uh, trends that you're seeing um, now versus when you first started that um, – are really innovating or changing the wine world? Well, there's all sorts of things happening in the in the world of wine always. So I, anything exciting to you, I guess. Ah, uh, well, I think there's uh, more interest in where wines are coming from. I think people are tuning into part of the beauty of fine wine is that it can speak to the place of origin and connect people to nature and connect people to places around the world. So I think that's a a very positive trend that I greatly enjoy Mm -hmm. interacting with and helping people understand. You spend a lot of time um, in California, obviously you live there, but um, you spend a lot of time at Robert Mondavi Winery. Do you have any good uh, Robert stories that you want to share with the world at large? He was a big personality. He was. He was a very inspiring person and I got to work with him in person and I traveled with him several times and traveled with uh, Margaret even more than I traveled with Bob. So it was a a great uh, experience to be exposed to someone of such not only vision but also passion and someone who's changed the world we work in so much and has done so much to bring fine wine to the new world, bring fine wine to Napa Valley certainly and also to bring an understanding and an appreciation for the, the the beauty that wine brings into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, that was a serious flex that Mark was like, oh, Bob, you mean Bob? <laughs> to the world, he's Robert Mondavi. To Mark, he's Bob. <laughs> and if you met him, he always said, oh, call me Bob. So we always called him either Miss. Some people called him Mr. Mr. Uh, but Bob was what he liked to be called. And Margaret liked to be called Margaret. Do you, how do you deal with the challenge of, I, I know a lot of people still today, it, it's kind of murky, the history of Robert Mondavi Winery and how it's kind of um, branched over the years. Um, I, I know that it, it, it's, um, it, it's a challenge specifically getting people to separate Robert Mondavi Winery from the other pieces of that. How do you navigate that conversation? Because um, I imagine that's got to be a challenge. Well, I always focus on Robert Mondavi Winery and just point out that the Napa Valley wines are Mr. Mondavi's original vision of making Napa Valley wines in the company of the great wines of the world. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi Winery was a, a great extension of his vision to bring wine to the everyday table and the, the, the vision of making varietally correct good value wines that more people could have on their table on a more frequent basis was Mm -hmm. an extension of his Italian upbringing. He grew up in an Italian family. He always said I had, my parents had wine on the table with every meal. So it was his upbringing was to have wine on the table. And he wanted everyone to have the opportunity to enjoy the the beauty and the, the upliftingness that wine 
can bring to a meal and how wine can bring us together around the family table. And I think that's always been an important part of his story. But I always focus more on the Napa Valley wines. And of course, Rob Mondavi Winery in Napa is still focused on his original founding vision, which is to make California wines, Napa Valley wines in the company of the great wines of the world. That was a, a very good answer. <laughs> Focus on the positive. That's, a, that, that's the second time today you've either said directly or indirectly, focus on the positive. It's a good lesson in life. It is a good lesson. I the more have, you focus on it, the more it comes. That's true. Good attracts good. Positive attracts positive. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I wonder, um, you, you drink a, a lot of wine, obviously you get to try a lot of wine living out, out in California specifically, but what's the, um, and, and you don't have to say a wine for the company that you work for, but what's, what do you think the, your favorite domestic wine out of California is to drink? Like your, your Tuesday night, just going to make a, a great meal at home. You grab a bottle of what? It depends on my mood. It depends on the occasion. Uh, I know you said don't say something I work well, you with. Well, can. If that's what you would well, the, grab. But <laughs> the, the, Over the years, the, the Rob Dovey Winery Napa Valley Fumé Blanc, or we now call it the Napa Valley Sauvignon Blanc, it's so refreshing. It's so intense. It's very versatile. It's a delicious wine. Mm-hmm. I know where it comes from. I know how it's made. It's a wine I love, and it fits so many different occasions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last day on earth. What wine are you drinking? Hmm. That's a question that I always resist asking because I'm not thinking about it yet. 
Well, I would be drinking champagne, right? I mean, I, I feel like that's that's a way to go. Yeah, you see, I, I, I would like a multi-course option, I think, for that occasion, because <laughs> I'd like to start with champagne, but at some point I'd like a nice, satisfying red wine, I think, too. A nice, satisfying red All right, so what's a nice, satisfying red wine? Mm, probably be something very old. Mm. And it could come from many different places. I, I could, it could be an old French wine or an old Italian wine or an old California wine, certainly. I mean, the, the, the vibe from European wines for me is so much more, um, I don't know, it just, it, it hits my, uh, my happy points a little bit more. I feel like when I drink Italian wine, I feel very grounded. It, it, it gives me, um, refreshing. Like if I drink like a, like a Barbera and I'm eating the acidity in the wine really makes me want to keep drinking it. Um, and I, so I tend to gravitate more to Italy just because I feel like I get more of a, a refreshing, uh, drinking experience. I feel like, um, some domestic wines, uh, especially in the Cabernet areas, um, it's very much like dessert, you know, like I, I, I don't eat a lot of dessert, like one bite is good. You know, I'll, I'll sit and eat savory all day, but like, I can't drink these like really big, heavy Caps. I can enjoy them and I can appreciate them, what they are, but I tend to be like pretty quickly. I don't know. I get palate fatigue. Whereas Italian wines, I can be like, oh shit, I finished this bottle. <laughs> Whoops. I uh, hate when that happens. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But there are, of course, some California wines that do have good acidity and good brightness and freshness. True. I find that more in the Pinot area. This, this one we're sipping on now is yeah, slipping down great. pretty freshly yeah we did we did a luncheon today with some pretty big cabs so drinking this pinot right now um is is quite bright and fresh and refreshing and um i always like to put a like slight chill on these types of wine too especially in the summer um just you know 10 minutes in the fridge pull it out and it's just the most perfect temperature yeah like that's important listeners um if you're drinking red wines, especially big wines, if you're not bringing them to the right temperature, you're like missing the experience. Um, you're, it's, it's, um, you're, you're missing out is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, what about, um, what else? Are there any other wines that are exciting you right now or any other properties that you've seen that you're totally jazzed about? I need to get out more. The trouble with the last few years <laughs> is my, my travel has been somewhat curtailed what do you mean we, we we haven't been able to travel no, for the last year so what has been happening <laughs> i need to explore the world again to see what's fun and exciting out there yeah there's always something new and exciting 100 percent. do you drink cocktails not much no do you have to ha is there a cocktail portion to master of wine no no no, no it's only wine no spirits yeah, yeah. screw those spirit people if i do <laughs> it's a cocktail i've made myself and it's probably going to be totally unsweet and totally funky and Ooh. would uh, probably contain mezcal. Ooh, okay. I'm into that. Yeah, I, I, I think people are really getting into agave spirits um, lately. And um, I love taking a whiskey drinker, uh, especially whiskey drinkers that have been drinking um, uh, like, you know, scotch, you know, especially peated scotch and introducing them to mezcal. So, um, and, and it's such a great um, ingredient for cocktails. Uh, big fan. Something totally different from the 
brown spirits, as mm-hmm. they call them, uh, that, you know, that, where you move from enjoying the, the oaky characters that a lot of aged whiskies and bourbons have to, I think, one of the beautiful things about agave spirits or certainly certain styles of agave spirits is you can actually taste the raw material. And yeah. if you've driven around Oaxaca or Mexico and seen the agaves growing and you really get a feel for what's being expressed in the spirit. I know. It's crazy because I think a lot of people don't even realize, number one, where tequila comes from, what kind of plant, how long it grows before it's mature, how much tequila you can get from one plant. It's really not that much in the bigger picture. Um, you know, and that's and that's why there's been kind of an ebb and flow with tequila over the years. Look at us. I'm I'm talking about spirits with with the wine guy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I went to a rum festival the other day. A rum festival? A rum festival. Okay, tell me more. I'm, well, I'm, it was I'm quite, a, quite a departure for me. I got invited to go along by a friend who knows quite a lot about rum, and it was quite fascinating. And I had always thought that rum was defined by being a – and this may be the, the English or British point of view, that rum was defined by being a molasses-based product aged in wood. And I had had a few rum agricoles mm-hmm. and a few clairin from uh, Haiti and so on. But it was really fun to go around a festival and sort of be guided around and tutored. And there, there's some fascinating single variety of cane rums being Amazing. made, single field rums yep. being made. And it was interesting to try different single variety rums side by side from the same producer and that sort of experience it and it was the first time i'd had a rum where i really saw more than just the sort of and, and if i say generic molasses character i think mm-hmm. a lot of rum tastes the same in fact i'm told that almost the entire caribbean is planted with the same variety of sugarcane hmm. and then molasses of course is a byproduct, byproduct yep. of turning that into granulated sugar but there are many, many more varieties of sugarcane and a few so people cool. have started to propagate it. You really can taste the difference. I was quite impressed. Yeah, I have a mutual uh, love for wine and spirits. I think because, I think maybe because I was a, a bartender for so long and I really got into the process of ingredients and um, tasting things and really kind of breaking things down to their simplest parts and finding what goes well. So I, I actually approach spirits very much like I approach wine. Um, and, and I'm really glad you had that experience because rum is my absolute jam. Um, well-made rum, you know, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drink, I'll drink a 12 year, um, with one ice cube all day. Um, like a proper 12 year, not just like it just says 12 on the bottle. Oh yeah. Listeners, fun fact. Um, if you buy a rum and it says 20 year old rum and it's $50, it's, it's not a 20 year old rum. Uh, there's not, there's not a lot of, um, rules around numbers on a bottle when it comes to rum so if it's got like two drops of 20 year rum in it they can say oh it's aged 20 year or 20 year old rum when really it's it's probably like five year old rum with some 20 blended in because with evaporation in the tropical climate in order for them to get enough liquid to put in the bottle that's 20 years old it would take so much so it would be on the shelf for uh, you know 150 bucks like proper 20 year rum like so if it, it, you know no no hate to your favorite aged rum but just just know that that's a fun fact um 
Can I ask you a question? It occurred to me as an interesting thing, with with the exception maybe of uh, Martinique, uh, Rum Agricole, uh, mm. rum in general is probably the least regulated yes. category of spirits in the world and coincidentally chosen drink of pirates. <laughs> <laughs> well, the interesting thing is it's it's not regulated in the way we understand here in the States because it, it is regulated by country, though. This is where the confusing part comes in. Every country um, of origin has their own set of specific rules for rum that differs from other countries. So for us, it, it seems like it's all over the place and there's no rules. There are, but it just like, like, you know, for Barbados, it has to be like Barbados water and it has to be like a certain kind of, you know, sugar cane, blackstrap molasses or whatever it is. And, and um, for like rum Clement, for, you know, rum agricole, it's got to be a specific this. So like we're used to like in the US where it's like bourbon has to be this, 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 and this. And like, we're pretty like stringent on that when it comes to whiskey in this country, like, you know, like Tennessee whiskey is this and bourbon is this. So I, I think for us, it's kind of like rum is crazy. <laughs> Talking about a rum. Lot of, well, I'm sure you know more about it than I do, but there are a lot of, uh, most of the islands do not specify, especially the molasses based mm. rums don't have to use molasses from sugar crane grown on that island mm -hmm. or even produced on that island. So. Yep, that's true. True story. Did you know you were going to be talking about rum on a on your wine journey I had, podcast here? I had no idea. No. <laughs> the thing that he is not the most expert in, that's what I end up talking to him about. This is uh, Welcome to the Booze Hustle, <laughs> where we are uh, all over the place. Um, so what else? Anything you want to uh, talk, talk about? Anything exciting coming up? What are, what are your goals? What do you, what do you want to do with your life, Mark? I'm just enjoying living and exploring the world and expanding and growing and having fun. Mm -hmm. Any life lessons or advice for young wine professionals getting into our business? I think always remember that wine is a primarily a source of beauty and upliftment. I think wine is a way to enrich life. I think and, and keep enjoying it, but enjoying it for the beauty that it brings and enjoying it for the, what well, to me and this, doesn't have to be advice for anyone, but advice that I would give myself is just keep remembering that wine's about beauty and art and connection to nature and a connection to place and a, one of the few things that can distill down the essence of a specific spot on the planet and a specific moment in time and express artistry and beauty and uplift the soul and uplift the spirit and bring delight and joy into life. That's beautiful, Mark. And I, and I hope that wine is that for everybody. Um, it certainly has uh, made a big impact on my life, but thank you for doing this with me. It's been a great pleasure. Oh, you're a delight. Um, I kind of just want you to sit in my car with me all day and give me like pep talks. Well. <laughs> you know what you should? <laughs> you have my phone number, Chris. <laughs> <You should. laughs> well, that's also true. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I might just call you more on long drives. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. You're great. It's been a delight. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.